Hi, welcome to the Winners Find a Way show and podcast with your host, Trent M. Clark, three-time World Series coach, CEO of Leadershipity, serial entrepreneur, having started 12 companies, coach to the 1%, and an international speaker. This show is going to be your go-to podcast for facing adversity, being inspired, and overcoming obstacles, all from the best in the world, business, sports, and leadership. Hate the crappy ingredients in many beverages and energy drinks? Rebellious Infusions are the go-to functional beverage. They have five or fewer plant-based organic ingredients. No sugar, no calories, loaded with antioxidants to boost your immune system. And L-thionine for brain health. Rebellious Infusions are available at drinkrebellious.com. Rethink your drink. For 10% off of your next purchase, use the code 99999. Hello, welcome to the Winners Find a Way show. I am your host, Trent Clark, serial entrepreneur, international speaker. I am the founder of Leadershipity and the CEO of Athletic Influencer Marketing AIM, and I am a three-time World Series coach and thrilled to be here with you today. We've got a crystal special insider edition episode as we we're talking about a couple things that have happened and really kind of ripped out of the headlines, which is there's been a lot of challenges in the media. There's so much user-generated content now, which is somewhat a lot of grace for that user-generated content. Kids are going to be kids. They're going to do things, this and that. But as a leader, we really have to watch our branding. And that's a huge issue today that I'm seeing. People are falling short. They're losing very quickly and with very little grace for that loss. And what that looks like is there's a couple of things that have happened recently in the public where people put out brands and whether they did it on accident, they put out things that are probably controversial content. Let's just say that it's controversial content. And so I think that one, our, our society has less grace for people that error. That's an issue. Number one. Now, number two is people aren't stupid, right? And so when a brand comes out and says, Hey, we didn't mean to falter on this print advertisement. And so we really feel bad about that. And we're sorry. But then the rest of the public shows like, hey, here it is in a video. Here's your content again in a live show. Here's your content again. So it's like, wait a minute. You know, like you signed off on this content and put it out in a lot of factors. And so now you're talking about organizations where 20 or more eyes on it, on your internal, your organization had look on that. And you just either looked the other way or didn't address it or whatever the case. In that case, listen, you're going to be grilled over the fire. There's accountability in this world and it's a challenge for folks, but we have to look at it. So as I'm a leader for an organization, how are we putting ourselves out into the world is very important. So when we always talked about culture inside the company, that has a whole new level. Like what, what do we really want to show that to the rest of the world is our culture. If we have this really good culture, we have these good values inside of our brand, or we're hiring the right team members that share those, they go out and put things into the environment that are synonymous or aligned with those things in their work. Because it's easy to go to work and go be in business and contribute to an organization where my values and ethics are aligned with the brand. And so now that's becoming a new factor too, is if you're in this organization and they're doing some unscrupulous things and you've always supported, worked for that organization a long time, then all of a sudden my name is attributed to an unscrupulous brand. So therefore I am an unscrupulous person. So that's a challenge today in the market. So 
I think there's this blend in the market today right now where can we get a little bit more grace for errors that happen? I mean, I've seen pictures in background. I've seen issues with wardrobe malfunctions and things that have happened and they clearly are accidental. They're not chronic and contagious. And this is happening in a lot of different times and factors. They're not just going for a media flash. I think those are really things that, hey, things happen, right? And even unplanned, and sometimes those make the best videos, right? The unplanned things that happen that are spontaneous and unique, awesome. The other factor of this is that I see a lot of media baiting people into more challenging issues. Like they're taking a non-issue and trying to make it an issue. And when, when the organization's aligned about how they feel about these challenges and issues, they have a good response to that. Like, hey, that's not the way our brand sees that. And saw a really good example of that this week in the World Cup when one of the United States players was mispronouncing the name of the opponent's country. And while this athlete's playing and competing all over the world in many different cultures, there's exposure to all these things that like, we appreciate the fact that other people in other cultures do things differently than us. And different's not wrong. It's just different. And having a respect for that culture and the way they do things and respect for their laws, that their laws aren't the same as the laws where I live. And I think that's okay. And so when people error, I see media just try to bait people all the time. Like, oh, you're trying to disrespect the culture or disrespect their background, their ethics, their values, their race, you know, name it. And people keep trying to do this in people. So we really have to be prepared about where we stand with our values. And I kind of come back to that. There's no wrong way to do the right thing. So when you're aligned with doing the right thing inside your organization as a person and your branding, make sure that you're putting that out into the world. The other thing I think that's happening is we're getting too tied into this. This user-generated content is creating this quote-unquote reality show when in fact it's usually scripted and a lot of things. There's really nothing reality about it. What I like is a reality show is sports. Sports is like the ultimate reality. Like, go play the game, go coach the game, go find out. We strategize, we prepare for it. And then we go out and there's emotions, there's ups and downs, there's scores kept. I mean, there's just all these things that are happening. And we admire the ability of people that are playing the games and competing. And we admire them for their dedication, their preparation, their skills, their attitudes, their competitiveness, all these things. And it's fun to watch and play out. So I, I find sports the ultimate reality. And I put less emphasis on this emotional side that's now taken this front burner in user-generated content and social media, which is often driven by our emotions and how we feel about something. And so the first thing that comes to mind is, you know, on my show over Veterans Day, when I had my good friend Jeremy Spann on, he said a really good quote, which was, we say what we want to say, not what we'd like to say. And we do what we need to do, not what we'd like to do. <laughs> and and this is a scary factor for me. When you're in environments where people get upset and get frustrated, you know, we've heard people say, man, I'm, you know, married couples. I'm so upset with her. I could kill her, you know, and they're saying it off the cuff. But wow, if I really reacted on my feelings, could that, could that work? I mean, we're seeing that actually play out now a little bit in society where people think like, hey, my feelings and emotions matter more than everybody else's. So I'm just going to do what I want to do. And that's a scary environment 
to, to work inside of because there's no long-term thought process to it. And, and this is why we probably don't allow 15 and 16 year olds to make huge decisions for our countries, for our organizations, because they're emotional. They're learning how to balance emotions and responsibilities. And so they haven't had a lot of experience at that yet. And so a lot of kids error because they're focused in on their emotions and how they feel right now in that moment. And we see that play out in fights and games and people mistreating other people. And man, there's a lot of regret in me reacting poorly to something. And then looking back at that and going, wow, I really didn't manage my emotions well. And I did not react well to that. And I'm ashamed of how I did that. I'm ashamed of how I treated somebody else. It was not respectful. It's not really what I'm about. But in that moment, it's exactly how I felt. And then I just let that play out of how I felt and let that take control. And that's not a lot of self-discipline. That's not a lot of, of, of ability for me to contribute inside of an organization and also represent myself family, my organization, my church, my my city, you know, name it, because we're all kind of attached to things around in our life. So these are some of the challenges I think that they're facing people in this space today. And it's simply not easy. And one of the things I would ask folks is that when, when we consider how we're feeling and how we want to react to things is, am I still going to like honor and respect this decision 25 years from now, five years from now? Like, am I going to look back at this moment? If I could step outside myself and rerun this film on how I'm acting right now and having just someone taking a camera from another angle inside of this situation, just putting that on me and how I'm reacting, would I be proud of how I'm carrying myself? Is this serving the long-term gain? Is this important enough to react in this negative way and create, you know, a lot of havoc and and discontent and potential even violence, which happens when emotions get too tied up. So that's something I'd ask people to consider when they look a little long-term. That's not easy to do. It's actually nice to have people around you that can actually share that with you and be able to recognize when you're not acting inside your values and being able to like, hey, take a step back, pull you back from, from an emotional situation that may be getting the best of you. And that's a, it's a pretty good friend, by the way. It's a pretty good colleague that's able to do that because many of us are our own worst enemies, right? When it comes to if we get too emotionally tied to something and we often lose that and, and emotions overcome logic. We've often heard, hey, I can't see the forest through the trees because we're so tied up in emotion what's happening to us. We're unable to actually take a step back and see the whole lens, which is why I think consultants have jobs, <laughs> right? They, they're able to see it and... and swoop down in and come from an experience and a lens from all these different organizations they've worked for, all these different experiences they've had. And now they bring it to your organization and they add value in that way for your people, for your team members. And that's so important. So think about that next time things you feel like boiling over or you feel like, hey, you know, the hair on the back of your neck rise up and you see some triggers that are happening that, that may change how you react normally. And Getting yourself grounded is, is hey, in the next three minutes, is, am I going to be proud of the way I manage this a year from now or five years from now or even you know 20 years? Is, is this something I'm going to be able to show my kids is, hey, I managed this a very difficult situation 
well and uh, it wasn't perfect, but I felt like I stayed true to my values, ethics, and treated people with respect. And that's a, that's a challenging thing. And so when, when we see that in play out for organizations, for brands, that becomes a massive challenge. The last one I'm going to talk about is I'll dip into the NIL world because that's a hot topic right now is name, image, and likeness for youth athletes, for college athletes. The new law states that college athletes can now reap revenue and make revenue off their name, image, likeness, which is really just to me awesome. And I'm, I'm bullish on it because everyone's had that right in the United States for years. And this was a small population that did not have that right because of their amateur status. Yet as young adults, they can vote, they can go to war, they can, you know, serve in the police force and do these governmental positions that are very important to our society and our culture. And, and oftentimes, you know, point they can drink alcohol legally. And, you know, there's all these things that are happening between these college age kids and then take this, what I would consider a fundamental right in, in our country away that all the other people have. It, it seems a little odd. So I'm thrilled that it's announced. I don't think it comes without challenges, but I think overall it's going to be for the greater good and it'll be interesting to see how it plays. And of course, a lot of people felt people stopped watching college sports and all these things. And now nearly 18 months into it, you know, that has not happened. There's a lot of generated content, interest, discussion around this, which is awesome, right? This is this is a conversation I had with a good friend this morning. He's like, let's converse. Let's have conversations around this stuff. Let's talk about, let's talk through it. Let's hear from people who have expert experience in this and, and advices to offer. And we do this every day in the U.S. culture. We do this every day, especially on our medical front. We have always had the right to go in and seek an opinion from a medical official, a doctor, physician, PA, whatever, and say, hey, this is what I have going on. And they say, well, in my opinion, this is what I think we should do based on my medical training, based on my medical expertise. Like, that's awesome. Now, if I have a foot problem and, and I go see a heart surgeon, you know, I may not like the advice of that heart surgeon. I may not agree with it and say, I may need to see a podiatrist who's a specialist in this, right? And I may need to see one or two and see what my best course of action is. And that's just research. That's due diligence. I mean, I think that just makes sense. So if we're not having these conversations, it's like we're not doing our due diligence. And just because the heart specialist gave me good advice and after seeing two other podiatrists, I actually agree with the heart specialist and I do what he recommended probably with a podiatrist and a specialist on my foot. But that doesn't change that his, his opinion was a good one. I, I got a second opinion and a third opinion, and I decided to make my move based on those opinions. But that doesn't mean that the opinion wasn't warranted. And if it was not what I chose, it doesn't mean it wasn't unwarranted. I asked for it. I just may not agree with it. And I think that's okay. And so this is where, you know, for us from a culture, I'm just hoping in our organizations, we're keeping that open line of communication in a, in a productive conflict where we get that communication and we can have that with one another and discuss that because all of our organizations have conflict, which is why you're hired. That's really awesome, right? And if you couldn't resolve conflict, you probably wouldn't be hired for that job. They have a challenge and, and it may be a serious problem. And there's probably conflict in resolving that problem. And you have an expertise to get through that and resolve that for clients, for colleagues, for customers, you know, like whatever it is. And so you getting good at, at, at productive conflict is really important inside of organizations. And 
I see organizations every day that often don't manage conflict very well. And so since it's always around organizations, why wouldn't we be working to get good at that? And so as we look at this NIL world and the college athletes, there's some challenges that are coming up. It's not perfect, but there's a lot of people that have come before. There's a lot of press precedent there. There's law there. There's NCAA compliance. There's guardrails up around it. There's a lot of things working. It, it will not be perfect, just like starting anything else. It's not perfect to start. You shape it, you get it better. But it's a nice start to things that are going on in the NIL world. And for, for organizations, I just say keep those open lines of communication. Work on your conflict and challenges so that you have productive conflict. That's a huge challenge for organizations today. I just encourage you today to lean into those things. And uh, thrilled to be with you as always here on the Winners Find a Way show. And any questions from me, you can reach out to me direct at Trent at Leadershipity or TC at AIM number four. NIL, aim4nil.com and love to hear your opinions. Like us, share us. Please always come back and, and check out Leadershipity and look forward to seeing you next time on the Winners Find a Way show. Rebellious Infusions are organic flavored water enhancers. Rebellious provides clean, focused energy in liquid packets. Just tear the corner of the packet and pour 16 ounces of water. Rebellious Infusions have no sugar, no calories, and up to 300 milligrams of antioxidants and loads of L-thionine for brain health. Rethink your drink at drinkrebellious.com. For 10% off of your next purchase, use the code 99999. Do you want to be our next guest? Or do you have inspiring stories to share? Or do you love to inspire, support, and empower thought leaders? Feel free to send Trent a direct message on Instagram or Facebook at Leadershipity.